Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 Show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my wiggling girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week. It is November 14th, 1997. Is we watch something? We always watch something. The question is, what? Well, it's Monday, right? So we watched nine hundred two one zero, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, this episode was strike a match, strike the match, strike the match, and that's in not just any match, Carol. <laughs> okay, the match. The one and only, because it seemed like there were a lot of matches. Yeah, well, I guess. I believe they got one of those big boxes With a bunch of that you can light on anything. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Which is not really true. You can't light them on anything. No, I mean, not not a puppy. I like those matches, though. They're pretty cool. I'll try that. A puppy. Jesus Christ, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Full-grown dog works, but so he just whimpers. <laughs> So this episode was kind of Donna and David heavy, kind of. Donna and David and Kelly and Tara. Yeah. So David is... I believe Tara's name is short for Terrible. Right? Because that's what her character is. She is a weirdo freak. (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. Um, So David is doing a music video for a group called... Power Man 5000? Yeah, it sounds like a Mega Man villain. <laughs> right? It's Power Man 5000! That's about what they sound like when they sing, too. It's like that angry kind of music. Angry music! <laughs> We're gonna rock it till Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! And so he asks Donna to help him. Why do they keep working together? I really don't understand. Because... She's so good. She's got such good instincts. But but she doesn't. Because they want him to fuck. <laughs> you know why. I mean, yeah, you I know realize what it's just, you know, you know what they're trying. Convenient. But, like, I would like to know, what is she going to school for? Like, I don't even know what <laughs> her major is. Her major is heiress. <laughs> right? Her major is Rose Bull Princess. Right, Exactly. So, yeah. I take one class a semester, and <laughs> this year it's pottery. There you go. But, yeah, so she she agrees to help David because Joe's going to be busy studying for his big test. Anyway, what test is this? The it's finals. him and Steve and Brandon. It's all of them that are going to the school. It's the finals. But it's not all it's of them. It's finals week. It is not all of them. Because it's almost it's, summer, Carol. But it's not David and Donna. David and Donna don't fucking give a shit about school. <laughs> We've already established this. It was weird. It was just like so like just accepted that it's, you know, Joe's studying for his test, but Donna's not. Yeah. It's weird. Donna's Donna was dyslexic once and then she got drunk and almost didn't graduate. And then ever since then, academics mean nothing anymore <laughs> to her. Okay. Academics are not part of her character. She Alrighty. goes to college. But we never will know what classes she attends. We'll never know what degree she's trying to get. And then when they all graduate, they're just going to give her a, dip- a whatever college degree to right. and then send her on her way. 
So she's doing the 1930s female college experience, and she's there to find a husband. Sure, I guess. <laughs> well, that's what they used to do. Yeah, that's the double pump method. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay, but see, you say that, like I'm confused, milk. and then you make driving motions with your hands. I don't know. No, understand. no, like milking a cow. Ew. <laughs> what is wrong with you? That's disgusting. <laughs> Jesus. What? Anyway. Yeah. Um, so they're off doing their thing to work on this music video. They get in a big fight while they're working, too. The stupidest fight in the world. I don't remember what they fought about, but... They couldn't come up with an idea for this music video. Yeah, but somehow she says something to him, uh, like, what, if you're the last man on Earth or something? I don't even know. Yeah, so they, they can't come up with an idea for a music video. And she says, what about, uh, it's called Strike the Match... So what about like if uh, the you know the somebody's lighting a match and he's like yeah, whatever you know like mm. he's like he's like that's a dumb idea that's on the nose she's like it's better than anything you've come up with and they start fighting and she's like I'm just gonna leave and he goes and chases her down and she's like David I don't want to I wouldn't want to talk to you if you were the last man on earth and then he's like it's oh, genius yeah. <laughs> Donna, you're a genius. And so then they're just done fighting because, you know, he, she's a genius. Because they're coming up with some fucking stupid ass idea. Yeah, it's really not that great. I mean, all it is, like when you see it actually put in motion, it's not great. It's just Donna in skimpy clothes dancing on a car. Yeah, well, that's a reveal that should be explained. Okay, so... <laughs> They're they're doing the music video first. They're doing it at the Peach Pit after dark. Right. They ask Valerie if they can use her club, and she's like, "As long as you're done before we open Saturday, that's right. fine." And then, for reasons that we'll later get into, she kicks them out. Right. So they also were planning on being in some abandoned warehouse. Yeah, because their their whole idea is like, oh, it's a post apocalyptic thing, and. There's this one woman, there's one woman left, and she's striking matches because she's the only one with fire left. And Donna says something like, yeah, she's the last woman alive. They need her more for, for more than just a hot meal. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, Donna? <laughs> they need her for some hot pussy, too. Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry, that's the implication, though. It is, but you. Um, so apparently one of their girlfriends was supposed to be the last woman on earth. Yeah. One of the, the power man 5,000. Right. One, they, I just assume that all these guys are one entity. Mm -hmm. uh, they're just tendrils of a singular entity. So they just share a girlfriend. Power man 5,000. Right. <laughs> so it was power man 5,000's girlfriend. But yeah, like David's like, Hey, when's she going to be here? She needs to get in wardrobe. They're like, Oh, she's at home with the dog. Like, <laughs> Like, as though that's just common knowledge. She like, that was a stupid question. Of course she's not here. Right. So so they have to, and she, Donna's like, oh, it'll look good on her. She's got such a great body. She does. No, I no, mean, no, no. Oh. The, the girlfriend. Oh. That's what Donna says. But how does she know? She's seen the girlfriend, apparently. I guess. 
But I mean, so appara- instead, apparently, you know, they go with Donna's great body instead, because David does just like, okay, go get in wardrobe, because <laughs> we need you to do it now. Yeah. So she's wearing a red bra, like fishnets, and like one of those, um, like kind of fishnet tops over it too, and it's like layered yeah. colors. It's all like neon and stuff. Yeah, I don't like it. It looks like something you'd see in a music video in 1989. Yeah, her hair's all crimpy. Yeah, I like her hair. I like crimpy hair. Yeah, her hair's her hair looks nice. It makes me want to crimp my hair. I should do that this weekend. You should. Yeah, you know, one time when I crimped my hair, <laughs> my boss said I went from regular Carol. It's a sexy girl. I was like, that's your, sexual harassment, your sir. Your boss said that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <Right>. Excellent. <laughs> anyway. So Donna's in this music video. Uh-huh. Joe comes because, you know, whatever. He wants to check on her. I, I, how does he Joe even... comes because he saw the crimpy hair. How does he even know where they are? They're at a abandoned warehouse and he wasn't supposed to be there. I don't know. It's very weird. But he comes in, and he sees her dancing on top of the car. And David's filming, so it's not great. It's not a great look to walk into. How would you feel? Bad. (laughs) Homicidal. If your ex-boyfriend was filming you dancing on a car in... Well, he doesn't do music videos, so that would be even weirder, but... Right. I mean, it's like, do you excuse it for art or not? I don't know. I mean, it's not. There truly isn't anything going on. No. It is just them working together, and it is just artistic. But. It is not great. Yeah. I love the idea of Aaron Spelling doesn't want his daughter to have sex on camera. I mean, not on sex on camera, but, like, doesn't want her character to be sexually active. That's Mm -hmm. why she's a virgin. But yet he's totally fine with her being dressed up like this. Well, and like, doesn't she have fake boobs? Yes. So like, he signed off on that. Uh, I guess. I, <laughs> she might have been 18 when she got him. I don't know. But I mean, well, no, because I'm pretty sure she's had him the whole time. I don't know. But either way, I mean, like, don't you kind of have to get permission to do stuff like that to your body when you're working on a show? I would assume you would, yes. So it's like, yeah, they just, they, they're they totally fine with dressing her like a hoe all the time and, like, showing off all her goodies. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no simulated she have, sex. She can't, well, not even simulated sex. Like That's going way too far. <laughs> but she can't even have off-camera sex like most of them. Yeah. And just talk about it. That's true. It is weird. I wonder if he thinks that his daughter's a virgin. I'm sure she's not. No, I'm 100% sure she's not. (laughs) You can't look like that and be a virgin. (laughs) It's illegal. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Gotta use that body. Uh, But anyway, so yeah, he comes in and he's all jealous and everything. David's like, hey, I've got a, uh, uh, you know, go ahead and touch up your makeup. I've got a a great (laughs) idea for the next shot. And then she comes back for the next shot and he's like yeah just do that thing you were doing again yeah just get back up out in the car and like he went at a different angle yeah wow what a great idea you're a fucking innovator Uh, this dude's orson welles (laughs) but i mean the the song was okay i guess i guess i've never heard of this power man power man 5000 (laughs) remind me of the micro man what 
Remember the Micro Machine Man or whatever? Yeah, that's what it was called, Micro Machine Man, not Micro Man. <laughs> Micro Man was Danny DeVito. Right, right. So uh, Joe is watching this, and then all of a sudden Donna just sees him turn around and walk back out. Like, yeah. he is pissed. Yep. So maybe this will be the end of them. Maybe he'll go away now. I'd really like it if he did. Yeah, I'm so sick of his character. I don't like his voice. I don't like his face. Like, I just have so many really petty problems with Joe. I, there are so many... Like, almost every time they bring in a new, like, side character, I'm like, just fucking get rid of them. Right? <laughs> I don't know why, but I hate so many of them. They're just not good. Noxima girl was okay, I suppose. Yeah, they killed her. And then they killed her. Well, they might kill him. I hope so. But, like, seriously, the way he talks, he just sounds like a rich douche, the way he speaks. He speaks yeah. very, like, slowly, like he's enunciating and very proper, and it wow. just makes me want to hit him in the fucking face. Jeez. <laughs> That's a pen banger for the mess, huh? I guess. So, Joe, remind you of an ex-boyfriend or something? No, just a giant douche. All right. So yeah, I mean that I noticed that when they were all studying together, and when they're all studying together, Claire has her lucky study shawl. That's right. And she mentions that this belonged to her mother. It's the only heirloom from her dead mother. Right. So, <clears throat> you know, filing that away. Uh, <laughs> Find out later. Well, first of all, I guess we should explain that Claire has moved in temporarily with Steve. Yeah, because she's sick of Tara's ass. Yeah, because... They ask her something about Tara. She's like, you know, I don't want to like make you mad or whatever, but Tara gives me the creeps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like... Uh, I experienced that evolutionary sense of uh, <laughs> unease around her, like you would around a serial killer. Yeah, and um, Kelly's like, Donna, you don't feel like that, do you? And she's just all quiet, like... Uh, Donna's like Donna says, you know how dogs start barking before <laughs> an earthquake? Right. Kind of how I feel around her. Well, I mean, they started out nice and they're like, you know, it's a three bedroom apartment and, and this was supposed to be temporary. Mm-hmm. It's been weeks. Like yeah. and then we get down to the nitty gritty. We hate her and we want her gone, basically. Correct. So she moves in with Steve temporarily. And Steve's not really focused on the finals because he doesn't give a shit about school. Right. Well, he's rich. So. And exactly. And so he's taking care of things for Claire mm-hmm. while she studies. He's doing, he's cooking and cleaning and stuff like that. Yeah. He's like, he's trying and to make her think that living with him would actually be good. Predictably, they, they all, the men all call him a woman and stuff. Of course. Because, right. you know, God forbid guys all bought around the house right, or whatever. Exactly. Oh my God. A guy that can cook. Mm-hmm. Don't you fucking kill yourself, Steve. <laughs> But one of the things he does to help is laundry, which apparently he doesn't know how to do. And he's like, I'll do the laundry for you. And she's like, okay, my laundry's on the chair. Yeah, so this is partially her fault. It's, it is partially her fault. She grab, he grabs all the laundry from the chair and does it. And that includes her mother's shawl. She didn't realize. And guess what? Apparently, when you put shawls in the washer and dryer, they get holes in them, I guess. I'm... Well, de- I mean, like, I think it was probably silk or something. Like, it was definitely a material that was not supposed to be washed. Yeah. You don't wash silk? Uh, no. Okay. You take that shit to a dry cleaner. All right. I don't know. Yeah, there are certain materials that you just, you know, you hand wash or have to go to a dry cleaner. I'm not fancy. I don't own any silk. <laughs> I do. Do you? 
Yeah, I have a silk skirt and a silk blouse wow. that I wore to see Phantom of the Opera. I used to watch silk stockings <laughs> in the USA. Did you now? Yeah. <laughs> Shitty show. Um, I've never seen it. It's not good. So it gets ruined. Yeah. Holes in it, as previously mentioned. And I was... Really surprised at how great the acting was in in the scene between the two of them. And, like, I literally cried, guys. (laughs) I really did. She did cry. It was weird. (laughs) Well, it's just, okay, he felt so bad. And he was just so, like, heartfeltly, like, apologetic. Steve bought roses, Mm -hmm. cleaned the house, (laughs) uh, bought her a bunch of other scarves. Yeah, which was stupid, but nice, I guess. But he actually, like, I think he's turned a corner. Instead of lying. Yeah. Trying to cover it up or blame it on Brandon or buying a dog and saying the dog got into it. (laughs) Right. That is totally like two years ago, Steve. Instead of coming up with some weird fucking scheme, he just told her and she was all upset and she was like, you know, it's my mom. And then that's when you were crying. But she forgave him. Yeah, because she knew it was an accident. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're never going to forgive me. And she's like, yes, I do. So That made me happy. I think they're, they're like actually going to make it. I, don't, I doubt it, but... Really? I don't know. I don't know if they will or not, but they're the best couple on the show. Yeah, I think they should get married. I think she should stay living with Steve. All right. That's my thoughts. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Uh, what else is going on? Um, Kelly and Tara, right. So Tara. Well, do you want to do Brandon and Susan before? Because Kelly and Tara is like the piece de resistance okay. of this episode. So we could do Brandon and Keats. All right. Suzanne. So Brandon gets this great uh, job opportunity mm-hmm. with the Boston Globe. Yeah. How did this happen? He worked for the Boston. He interned for the Boston Herald last summer. Okay. That's what he did last summer, you know, the in between the two seasons. And he came back, the, you know, at the beginning of this, and he was like, oh, I loved Boston, uh, Beantown, blah, blah, blah. I did not remember any Whatever. of that. And the Boston Globe is a much more prestigious, I mean, the Boston Herald's a fine paper, but the Boston Globe's obviously, like, an international paper. Like, right. They're, it's almost like the New York Times. It's read in many cities. And so they, it's weird because before he has the meeting, he says he has the meeting. He was like, yeah, they're offering me an internship. And it, it seems, and he says something like, it seems like, you know, they're grooming me to, to, for a job there. Or they, he mentions like I could possibly have a job there. And then they go to this dinner. Well, first of all, he tells Susan about it. Yeah. Because they're supposed to go on a road trip? Yeah, they're supposed to go on some kind of road trip. Yeah, they're supposed to go on a road trip. I don't know exactly why, but for the summer. they're going to, like, And she wants to go to Kansas to see the, the world's largest ball of twine. Which is apparently very important to her somehow, I some way. I don't know. I don't know where they're going. That's, that's the thing. Are they going to Minnesota? Like, are they driving from... They never say where they're going. They no. just say they're going to stop in Kansas... And see this fucking ball of twine, <laughs> which I've seen. It's whatever. Right. Well, I haven't seen it, but... It's whatever. Okay. <laughs> I won't completely denigrate it, but it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's whatever. It's twine. 
But so this is going to ruin those plans because he's going to have to stay all summer in Boston. Yeah, so she's very upset about that, and and like I mean, she I think she has valid points. I do too. Like, because she says, "Have you thought about?" Because that's the thing. This is before the meeting, and she said, "Have you thought about how this would affect us going forward? Is there a future for us?" Mm-hmm. And Brandon says, "Is that an ultimatum?" And she was like, "No, I just want to know." And I'm thinking, like, of course it's not a fucking ultimatum. But you guys live in California. Right. If you go for an internship in Boston all summer, that's one thing. But you said, you know, it's they're talking they're talking about how he would go to work for them maybe. Mm-hmm. And that would entail you moving to Boston across completely across the country. And yeah, maybe not- she doesn't want to live in Boston. Yeah, the Boston Globe is not going to pay you for California stories, Brandon. Yeah, I mean, you're not fucking her ex-boyfriend who can write <laughs> for some, you know, Oregon paper and get uh, L.A. stories. There you go. But, uh, yeah, so it's like, it's a valid point. If you, you know, they're going to graduate next season. And if if you're going to move to Boston, that's a thing they have to discuss. Right. If they're going to have a future together. And he just acts like it's whatever. Uh, and then so he goes to the meeting, and the guy's like, let me tell you something, Brandon. We we, we, we like you. We, we like to get you early. We don't want to have to compete with you in the open market next year. I don't. How many fucking headed? Like, there are a lot of headhunters out there for journalists, uh, students, apparently. I guess. I mean, this is insane. Um, I mean, the guy, he's just the, the best thing since sliced bread, isn't he, this <laughs> motherfucker? Um, he has been the golden boy since day one. Oh, I know. So he's like, and then, you know, we're going to offer you an internship. Here's the kicker. If you do the internship, Brandon, we will guarantee you a place on the staff next year. You know, a starting salary, benefits, all that stuff. And that's all information that we had previously. But it's presented as if it's brand new <laughs> information that he's like, oh, I've got to really think about this. And there's like, you know, uh, what do you think, Brandon? And they fade to black. Yeah. Like assholes. And so he comes and tells Susan what happened. And Susan's like, I understand. This is a great opportunity for you. And she's all sad. And he gives her the world's smallest ball of twine. Yeah. It's like something he pulls out of his pocket. It's stupid. It's just lint. I think he just yeah. ad-libbed this. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, but he says, oh, this is the world's smallest ball of twine so i think we owe it to ourselves to see the world's largest yeah so he blew like off a, that's the kind of fucking writing they're gonna pay you for at the boston globe right so yeah he blew off this great opportunity to be with her so they better get married and does he really want to live in boston though i, I don't know i've never been there so i'm not Guys, gonna knock I mean, it i mean whatever. yeah i'm not knocking boston it's just like he came from minnesota he's lived in california for you know, most of his teenage years, and I was thinking about moving to Boston. Well, his parents live in Japan. His sister lives Hong in Kong. France. Or, okay, fine, Hong Kong. I think it's Hong Kong. I thought it was Japan, but whatever. I'm pretty sure it's Hong Kong. They live somewhere in Asia. <laughs> and his sister lives wow. in France. That's true. So, what, I mean, his aside... Si- let, let's let's be real. His sister lives in hell, <laughs> as far as they're concerned. <laughs> his sister doesn't exist anymore. Right. Oh it's my like, goodness! Oh, oh, you know what? <laughs> Sorry, guys. You know what happened to Brandon? She died from farting too much. Oh my! 
You know, because it would be a disgusting and embarrassing way. Right, right. Because they hate her so much. But, yeah. Um, the only thing really holding him there would be Susan. Yeah. And, you know, she doesn't get along that well with her parents, but at the same time, they did lose their only other child, so probably her moving would not work out. It's at least has to be a discussion. Yeah. But he says, he says, oh, it doesn't matter. They're going to have to pay me more next year anyway when they're competing with everybody else because I'm, <laughs> I'm the best and everything works out for me and I can fucking get in a uh, drunk driving accident and <laughs> fall ass backwards into money because I'm brand. Right. Well, and, you know, he, he says, like, we're never going to have another summer like this. And, you know, that's true. It's yeah. their last summer before they graduate. Yeah, that's so. true. Hopefully they'll have fun. But the final storyline. Speaking of fun, <laughs> there is none to be had in the final story. <laughs> so, because yeah. Because it's Tara, as we said before, short for terrible, <laughs> and Kelly. Kelly. Short for Kelladonna. Yeah, so, you know, already everybody's like, hey, get rid of Tara. So that's going on. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, Kara, Tara puts herself down in front of Kelly Yep. Why? It just sounded like a song lyric. <laughs> Tara puts herself down. No, I mean, like, whatever. She's saying, like, she's plain. Nobody's ever going to look at her or whatever. She has no pizzazz. She's a rag doll. Yeah. Such a rag <laughs> doll. And Kelly's like, let me make you an appointment with my stylist. Mm-hmm. So. And I called this. Yeah, you did. Oh, she's, gonna, she's going to her, her hairstylist. I wonder if she'll have an exact copy of her haircut. Yeah, it was not the best, not the best idea no, at all. I, that, that's the end of the episode, which I really want to talk about. I have many thoughts about this. Yeah. But let's, let's, let's progress So to what happens here. <laughs> I mean, Kelly tries to talk to her about the idea of moving out or when mm-hmm. are you going to move out? And she starts losing her goddamn mind. Oh, yeah. I mean, She's like, granted, you can't get rid of me. It's already, her mind's already gone. But, yeah, it's like she thinks that they can't still be friends if she moves out. She's like, you know, you're the only person I have. She also finds that magic uh, junk dealer from the Garbage Pail Kids movie. What? <laughs> and gets a, uh, gets a suitcase back with her all of her belongings. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was weird, too. So I guess she used to sleep in the back until he found out she was doing drugs. And kicked her out. And then instead of just raping her, he kicked her out. And didn't give her her stuff? Like, I yeah. think that's weird. Oh, like, Maybe he thought she was going to sell it. He's like, for drugs. And he was like, I'll hold, I'm hold. i holding on to this for you. So, I mean, apparently he never looked in that suitcase. You had to give him credit for that, I guess. Yeah. But, so she gets all her, her world's belongings that fit into a suitcase. Including a camera because she is a world-class photographer yeah apparently she has a big hobby and she has like tons of film in there too yeah but she's never developed because she doesn't know because she has uh, no money yeah she can't uh she well she, she doesn't know how to use a dark room and she, well that's the thing too it's like she doesn't take it to get developed which yeah i mean it's not that expensive to develop film but she said she, I had money to buy the film but not get it developed right yeah i know she claims that she didn't have money to get it developed but also, she asks for a dark room, which makes me think there's some fucked up shit on this, this this film that she doesn't want employees of like a chain to see. Mm, maybe that's that's the hint that I'm getting. Good, good thought. Like it didn't really occur to me. 
But yeah, so Kelly says, "Oh yeah, Brandon, you know, works at the paper. I'm sure they have a dark room that you know oh, they'll let do us that use." For you? Yeah, he'd do anything for me. He wants to fuck me. Right? She's <laughs> well, like, he wants to marry her. She's like, do you still like him? Oh, I think you two would be so good together or whatever. So Susan's going to get a fucking rabbit's head in her uh, bed or something <laughs> like that. Something. But they are at the Peach Pits at one point, and Valerie comes out, and she's like, oh, you know, whatever. They, they, they have their little snark fest, mm-hmm. and she goes, I hate her so much. And uh, all of a sudden, Tara turns into fucking like Scarface or something right. like that. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, we hate we hate her." All right. <laughs> She's fine, like, uh, "I I want her dead. I want a family dead. <laughs> I want a dog's dead." <laughs> even Kelly's like, "Whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> you don't even know him." Yeah, it's not not good. The look, the look that she has is frightening. She's like, they're enemies of yours. Then mm-hmm. she starts uh, chanting something in Latin, <laughs> and her head starts turning around. It's weird. So, <clears throat> in the middle of the night, I'm sure she's about to kill. In the Ke- middle of the night, I go walking in my sleep, grab Kelly's keys. <laughs> Yeah, that's what she does. She grabs her keys, but I was afraid she was going to kill her. I thought she was going to steal her money. Yeah. But no, she wanted keys. So that she could drive over to Valerie's. Don't know how she knows where Colin lives. So I was afraid then that she's going to kill That's know, what I thought, too. I thought, them. I thought this is what happens to Colin. He gets murdered. <laughs> but instead, she uses Kelly's keys to key Valerie's car. And... To, to key die Val into the car. Which is the stupidest bullshit in the world because, like, Colin's like, oh, it's just some vandalism. She's like, they know my name. Like, she yeah. could have blown it off, but she can't blow that off. So now the police are going to be looking because this is a real threat. Oh, for sure. This acting was a little over the top, I thought, though. She's hmm. like, Colin, I'm scared. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Well, I'd be scared. Yeah, I mean, I suppose. It does seem like a death threat. Well, it is a death threat. Die, I mean, I Val. Know it's a, I know it's a literal death threat, but like, <laughs> it also feels kind of like a death threat. Yeah, but like, I'm afraid Kelly's going to get blamed for this shit because she did it driving her car and used her car keys. And like, then Valerie says, oh, I told the police that you're the top of my list of you know enemies, people who want to do this to me. Right. And then Colin, who's had problems with David... Previously in the episode, they had a little tense exchange. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't like me and I don't like you or whatever. It's the best. The, Brian Austin Green's the best actor is. in this group. And his sarcastic, like, fuck you acting is hilarious. It's so good. And so then they get into a fist fight during the shooting of this of this music video. Mm-hmm. Because Colin's like, I know you fucking carved that name in there. Which is so stupid. Why would you think he'd do that? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's her ex-boyfriend. But, like, they get along. Yeah. She let him film this music video. Right. Whatever. But, uh, yeah, so that's when Val kicks them out. Right. And that's pretty much it for this so far. I mean, obviously, this is going to be an ongoing thing. Mm. But then, at the end of the episode, she comes back. From the hairdresser, and her hair looks exactly. I mean, it's not not exactly because almost she exactly. doesn't have the roots. Well, you know, it's freshly dyed, 
But it's the exact same style of cut. Same it's color. That, it's that short... Uh, Pixie you, cut. Yeah, it's a shitty looking haircut. But she gets the same cut. And I. Kelly reacts <laughs> as if she has just brought the head of a child. <laughs> like she's holding it up to her. Look what I got! <laughs> she's like... Oh my God! How could you do this? And she, I'm almost on Tara's side in this. She's like, "What? I just, I told him to make me look as good as you, and this is what he did. It's your hairstylist, right?" She's like, "This is just over the line," and she storms out like it's this big. Like, what the fuck? Now let me ask you a question. I'm not a woman, obviously. Uh-huh. Correct. I can verify this. Is this a thing? Is this a realistic reaction? Um, For the exact same cut and color? I mean, yeah, maybe. I mean, it's, it's I love, like... I love that apparently <laughs> this is kind of justified. It's like showing up to the prom wearing the same dress. But I mean, because this is your hair. It's every day. It's like that that you're wearing the same prom dress every day. It's not okay. So it would be like if one of my guy friends came up to me with the same cock as me. No. No, it would not. Same cock ring that I have. <laughs> no. What, I, there's no, there, is no, there is no equation to, to guy's world, I don't think. No, probably not. What I think is funny. The, the exact same jersey. <laughs> right, there you go. I wear Marshall Falk. But what I think is funny is like Donna's hair is also blonde and short. It's not a pixie cut, but yeah. it's it's like chin length. Yeah. Blonde hair. Yeah. Same basic shade. Yeah. So it's like she just joined the blonde girl club and Kelly wants to kill her. But Donna's OK. Like, I don't I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, it seemed very. Very over the top to me. But, I mean, she should have gotten something different. But, obviously, she just wants to be Kelly, and that's the whole point. Didn't Donna at one point, though, say, I told you, she wants to be you? Yeah, she did. Okay. Yeah. When Tara walked out of the house, I believe, because of the way Kelly reacted, Yeah. Uh, you know, then Donna's like, she wants to be you. We find out earlier, by the way, that just before this, that in that suitcase... She also has a gun. Yep. For shooting. So, who is she going to use the gun on? Herself. Mm, I don't think so. No, she's definitely going to. I don't think I don't think she's going to kill anybody unless it's maybe Joe, but or Colin, I guess. But uh she's definitely going that gun's going to get brandished. Why would she kill Joe? No, I'm just thinking of people who could die. Okay. None of the main characters are going to get killed by this gun. Okay. Somebody might get shot. Kelly might get shot by it and be in the hospital. Poor Kelly, though. She's already been burned. Right. Like, we don't need to, you know, shoot her, too. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying someone's going to get shot, for sure. Yeah, so I I suspect it's it's going to be Valerie, Colin, or Kelly. We're almost to the end of the se- this season. And so I think she, I think Tara will stick around till the end of the season. I think the season finale will, she'll probably heavily be involved in that. And then hopefully we never see her again. 
Yeah, maybe the end of the season finale, she'll either kill herself the or <laughs> the season. end of the season finale. <laughs> I know retro late fee. What do you think? <laughs> How dare you? Oh, I dare. Um, no, she'll either kill herself or she'll end up in prison. That's, that's what's happened to yeah. Tara. Well, that is the episode, though, Carol. All right. So you can go ahead and write us at latefee1994 at AOL.com. Yep. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Yep. And tell your friends. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.